in supporting the development of insight. We take the fundamental reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta and use those as a lens through which to look at things that we see and hear, smell, taste, touch, think, remember, the world inside, the world outside, looking at the field of experience through those lenses rather than it's inside, is it changing? It's outside, is it changing? I like it, is it changing? I don't like it, is it changing? This is a deliberate shift, making a new frame of reference to the way the mind's habitual perceptions are ordered. This is in my mind, that is outside in the world. This is good, this is bad, this is beautiful, this is ugly, this is mine, this is not mine. It's an exertion of effort to create a new framework to establish a, a different way of seeing. Not just in the formal practice here in the temple and doing walking meditation, but throughout the course of the day to cultivate these changes of perception. Whether it's inside or outside, is it changing? Can it permanently satisfy? Is there something pleasing? Can that pleasingness be held? Can it be sustained? Can that charge of enjoyment, appreciation, ownership, can that be sustained? Can any experience, a material object, a memory, an idea, a thought, an emotion, can it really be owned? And what is it here that could actually do any owning? Are these reflections on change, uncertainty, unsatisfactoriness, not self, the purpose of applying these tools is to change the vision, change the way of seeing. It's not just a mental exercise to stick new labels on various sections of our experience, but to take to heart the effects of that change of perception that relabeling, renaming, reframing. When there is a consideration, a real appreciation that there is no thing that can be owned, no material object, no memory, no mind state. There's no thing that sits still long enough to be owned. And there's no thing here which can genuinely own it.
Look at that. Feel the change of heart that comes when the mind, even just for a moment, recognizes that. Oh, that's right. What is it here that can genuinely, completely own an object, a thought, an emotion, a personality? In that moment, its emptiness is recognized. Its transparency is known, felt directly. The change of heart is the point of the application of these reflections. Not just labeling the five khandhas, you know, the body, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness. It's not just a labeling exercise like we're working in a factory sticking labels on jam jars. It's the change of heart. That's the point. Now notice that, even if it's just for a moment, that revisioning, seeing with the eye of Dhamma, the Dhamma chuckle. Are developing the process of wise reflection, actively using these tools of anicca, dukkha, anatta. We can deepen that by developing the appreciation of cause and effect, the causality of all experience. So when something is perceived, a sound is heard, or a memory comes to mind, a mental image, a fantasy arises, or a worry about the future, something we smell or taste. To consider, where has this come from? What's the cause of this? Things arise based upon causes and conditions. So, what caused this? to come into being. This thought, this wave of liking and excitement, this wave of fear and anxiety, where does it come from? What's the cause of that? Not that we're looking for specific or ultimate answers, but just to appreciate all things arise from a cause. This is one of the primary teachings of the Buddha. All things, if it's a thing, it's arising because of causes. So, where does this come from? What's the cause of this perception, this emotion, this sense of I and me and mine? Where's that coming from? And then the effect. Where's this going? If this is attached to and believed in, what will it lead to? If this is let go of and seen through, where will it go to? What will be the result of that? This contemplation of causes is called Dhammanyuta, where things have come from, the knowledge of origins. 
the consideration of causes, the contemplation of effects, where things look like they're going, where they're likely to go, is called atanyuta, contemplation of results. We can't pin these things down in any absolute way of an ultimate cause or origin or a, an absolutely genuine, determined, fixed effect. But the heart can open up to those patterns to recognize reality is a process. The experience of this present reality is a process. We say, I hear a sound, I hear Ajahn Amaro's voice, I feel the weight of my body on the cushion, I feel warm, I feel cool, I have an itch in my left ear, I have, I am, I feel. To consider the causes and effects expands the picture, broadens the view. What's causing this? Where does this come from? What are the factors that contribute to the experience of this present reality being this way? Why does the mind name it like this? Contemplating our language, our education, our family dynamics, all those things that contribute to what is appreciated in this moment. Having gone forth as a nun or a monk, Anagarika, Anagarika. As a layperson spending time living here at Amravati. What are the contributory causes to this moment? Dhammanyuta. Where is it going? This is an unwholesome impulse, a selfish judgment. If that's attached to, what will be the result? If this is seen and recognized as unwholesome and is let go of, what will be the result? Where does it look like it's going to go? Dhammanyuta, Attanyuta Contemplation of causes and effects All of this contributes to seeing with the eye of Dhamma. It's appreciating the conditionality of all experience, the iddha-pachayata quality. One thing conditioned by another. And in exactly the same way as appreciating anicca-dukha-anatta, the heart fully appreciating, attuning to that conditioned quality, appreciating that idda the conditionality of all experience, there's a letting go, a non-identification. This is the patterns of nature, how they work. It's not a person, it doesn't belong to a person. This is another of the characteristics of all things internal or external, coarse or fine, all existent things, mental, physical, of every type, 
They are all idapachayata. One thing conditions another. This conditions that. When this arises, that arises. When this ceases, that ceases. With the arising of this, there's the arising of that. With the ceasing of this, there's the ceasing of that. It's nature. It's not a person. It doesn't belong to a person. Though using words like conditionality or cause and effect can seem a bit clinical, emotionally flat, not words to make the heart sing, but like any kind of toolkit, a screwdriver or a spanner, Stanley knife, maybe it doesn't make the heart glow with delight at the concept, but they're useful tools. They do a really good job. Very handy to have. Stanley knife, Phillips screwdriver, spanner of the right size, just what you need. An Allen key, when you're looking for one, just the right size, does the job perfectly. Now the reflections on itapachayata, specific conditionality, how one thing conditions another, It's also related to the appreciation that all things, the formation of all things, mental, physical, internal, external, they are all formed according to the laws of nature, the patterns of nature. They are dhamma titata. They are established in dhamma. They are formed according to nature. The way molecules, oxygen and carbon and hydrogen and the physical world, the four elements of earth, water, fire and wind, how they all fit together and work together. The changes of the physical world on this planet, in the solar system, the universe around us, they are all established according to the laws of nature. The weight of the electron, the charge of the proton, all of these aspects of the material world, they function according to nature, they're formed according to nature, they are dhamma titata. And they operate, they relate with each other according to the laws of nature, dhamma niyamata. Niyama is a law or a pattern. The way wind and water relate with each other, the way Sound and the ear relate to each other. Light and the eye. Electrical charges moving down our nerves. The operation of the brain, our muscles. All of these function according to the laws of nature. They are dhammani Now these are ways also of reflecting, considering the nature of all experience. These are characteristics of all existent things, mental, physical, internal, external, coarse or fine, pure or impure, coarse or subtle. They are 
They function according to the laws of cause and effect. They're idapachayata. They're formed according to the patterns of nature. They're dhammatitata. And they function, they relate with each other according to the laws of nature. They're dhammaniyamata. So these are also ways of letting go of the personalizing of thought and emotion, feeling, the body, the personality, our role in the world, our name, our story, our nationality, a sense of progress or lack of progress. All of these things, so personal, so emotionally charged as appearing so solid, seeming so genuine. When these qualities are considered, that all of this, our name, our age, our gender, our story, our personality, these are patterns of nature functioning perfectly according to laws of cause and effect. They're not a person, they don't belong to a person. It's just the heart knowing the patterns of nature arising, taking shape, functioning absolutely flawlessly according to their intrinsic laws, their intrinsic structure. And when these considerations are taken to heart, again, notice the effect, the change of heart that comes with these reflections. It's just the law of cause and effect operating. Oh, it's just the way the body is, the way the world is, the way nature functions. Oh, that's all. This is how nature works. We grow old. We're subject to sickness. Things are uncertain. Oh, of course. How could it be otherwise? Feel that change of heart is present when those moments of realization open up. Feel that, know that, see how the perspective changes. Seeing this life, this mind, as a quality of nature. The mind is Dhamma, it's not a person. The jitta is Dhamma, it's nature. It's not a person, it doesn't belong to a person. There's no thing that can own it. Feel the freedom, the ease that comes with that. Let that be known. Let that speak for itself. 